Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Missing the Point. We're talking about the Boston Celtics. Of course we're talking about the Boston Celtics. None of us ever doubted them for a second, Right. I mean, there isn't audio evidence of us doubting them or chat evidence of us doubting them. More specifically, none of us ever doubted Jason Tatum for a second, thank God. Uh, here we are with all our credibility in our hands. I am DK Sizzle, Dave Clark. I'm here with Hollywood Ray, Buchanan, and Mike Marcangelo. Guys, we haven't spoken since that Game 7 that wasn't much of a game. Uh, as it turns out, Jason Tatum turned on his inner Kobe and uh, had a hell of a game. I think, I think... It's his best game as a Celtic, personally. Yes. I, I, I think that you could make an argument for uh, that Milwaukee game six, uh, where he had a shitload of fucking threes and like got forced to game seven and like all that stuff happened. But I think that the variety, we are going to start talking about Jason Tatum and then we'll move into the broader implications of, of the next round and stuff like that. But I think the variety of things he was doing, you know, the coming off the fourth quarter that he had in the, in game six after the game that he had in game six and riding that momentum into playmaking, defending, rebounding and scoring and scoring. He scored his first three when he already had something like 16, 17 points. Right. So he was making moves to the basket. He was challenging guys to take him on -on one-on-one. He was playing really well out of the double team. It was a complete basketball performance. It was an unbelievable game. And, to be quite honest, like I think it did really shift my perspective on him because I don't think we've seen him have that game. You know, I we've right. seen him take over in the playoffs. We we've seen him take over in the regular season. Obviously, we've we've seen him shoot lights out, but we've never seen him take control of a game, grab the game by the scruff of its neck, and take over. So, Ray, what mm-hmm. do you think led that uh, from 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 Jay's performance? Was it? Was it the fact that he was going to the basket? Was it an attitude thing or was it a combination of a lot of stuff? Like what, what, how did he pull that performance out of himself in game seven? I mean, I, I think if we're being, you know, if we're taking the emotion out of it. I think that this is where he's been in elimination games for the most part. Uh, he's now five and one in, in game sevens uh, with the only loss being to LeBron. Dick. Yeah. So, I mean. Because this, this is the way that was, like, that was rookie Tatum, you know what I'm saying? So he, he was right. still the player on the floor for us, you know, dur- during that uh, playoff run back in 2018. So, yeah, I think it was just a mix of this is what he is. I think that, you know, his, his mindset going into the game, once again, spoke to, I think it was Cassidy Hubbard after the game and said, yo, humbly, I'm one of the best players in the world. And once again, people were going crazy online saying, well, how he would say that? I just have a game, but obviously I love that. Score. Really, people you know, didn't like. No, it was great. It was I loved great. that. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, was it was great. It was yeah. It was great. That That's what I want that. from like, you. Yeah, it's like when, when you when you outscore the team on even on a bad night, sixteen to thirteen in the fourth. You know, you you can you can say that, and you know, obviously, you know, we. I had think it was with, the right answer to the question. Sure, sure, right. agreed. Like yeah. the the question yeah. was, how do you have a stinker of a fucking paraphrasing? How do you have a yep. stinker of a fucking game, and then pull out? 
three fucking dagger threes in a row right. out for the 76ers. And, right. and the answer to that question is, I am one of the best basketball players but, in the world. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> no. I, yeah, I, that. I, I, I believe I, in absolutely. myself. But to, to, to close my point before you turn over to Mike, I, I think that his, his approach to the game, like I said, is what was different. So he usually only scores at two levels, meaning he, he's, he's either going to get a three or he's either going to get a layup. Game seven was one of the rare games we've seen that he said, I'm going to score from every level on the floor. So if, I, if, if, it's, if the defense is giving me a dictator, I can shoot a three, I'm going to pull up and get a three off the dribble. If I need to do a one-step pull-up dribble uh, and hit it for, for 15 feet, I'm going to do that. If I have Joel Embiid on me and I do a low, I do a low one-two dribble and go by him because laterally he can't stay in front of me, I'm going to get to the cup because there's no work protection after I get by him. So he, he thought through the game differently than he's ever thought, in my opinion. That's what led uh, to that massive performance, but yeah, attacking at all three levels is hopefully something we see of the future. Because if so, we'll be very happy come Father's Day. Yeah. And to that exact point, though, I'd think before you asked me the same question, I would imagine. But I, I remember like when we were uh, we were all talking in, in Discord, right? And it was I think it was Game Five when it was a fast break, and Jason had Embiid. It was just him, and he stopped in his tracks and put up a, a terrible three. Yeah. The difference in these two games is uh, Tatum brought Embiid back to, to the uh, to the three uh, like to the perimeter in Game Seven, and made him get his own shot. Yep. He was like, oh, "Listen, I'm not going to stop for you. I'm going to bring you to me, and I'm still going to shoot over you." It, it, it was yep. just a level of confidence. It, I think that, that that articulated it like perfectly for me. Yeah. Do, do, I mean, do, do you think you he knows wanted. that Embiid was gas though? He shouldn't be. I mean, I mean, if he is, that's that's not. That, then you then Philly has to reevaluate because if he's gassed by thirty six year old Al Horford uh, for se- for seven games, I mean, again, I, I think I I hate Embiid's game in the sense that I hate that he plays for the calls, but that's what the NBA is. I think he's a phenomenal. Obviously, he's the, he's MVP. He's he's a great player, mm-hmm. but I mean, kudos to him though. Embiid used to get gassed in the in the second quarter like five years ago. He couldn't do this. And now he's going four quarters in the game seven. Maybe he was gassed, but I, I think it, it wouldn't have mattered. Sorry if this is like blasphemy. It wouldn't have mattered if it was Shaq in his prime. Uh, Tatum was going to shoot over. He was going to make that shot. I mean, I don't know. Like, it was a no-show performance, like, officially. Mm-hmm. He in game seven. Like, I, I feel like if we're 76ers fans, like, we're furious. Because, like, I was mm-hmm. ready to be furious at Tatum if he no-showed in Game 7. Like, I was very ready to be furious at him if he did that again. So, you know, I, I think that, like, we'll come on to talk about the coaching as well, but since we're on the subject now, yeah. 76ers, like, the the fact that Joel Embiid, like, has this really weird body language across all these series is, like, why... It, it's, it's a reflection of how we're able to win these games and, and these series over the last few years. Like, since they got him and we got Tatum and Brown, and, you know, this, the whole trust the process era has essentially been him being, like, either out of shape, like you said, Mike, sometimes, or kind of complaining that he doesn't have the help yet, or kind of giving up, weirdly. Like, that moment where P.J. Tucker's, like, gassing him up in the in game five, I think it was, where he's like, come on, like, let's fucking go, like, da-da-da. And it's maybe it's game four, and it's like, you shouldn't need that from PJ Tucker, bro. You're the best player on the fucking field on the on the court. Like you're the guy. You should be hyping everybody else up with your play. Like I talk a ton of shit about LeBron James. Like I'm I'm always the one saying like losing finals record. Like fuck him. Like he's terrible at 
fake GMing, like all this shit. Like he's still a fucking leader on the court, like a hundred percent of the time. Like Steph Curry is still a leader on the court, like a hundred percent of the time. It's been a big bone that I've picked with Tatum a lot of the time is when he goes missing, he goes missing like vocally also. You got to figure that out before you figure anything else out in, in Philadelphia because you can't win unless you have that grit. Like, you can't, you know, like, there's guys that have had it that didn't win shit. So it's like, well, what's yeah. the problem? Like, you got P.J. Tucker next to you. Like, you you know, he's he's tough. You, you've got a good cast of characters around you. You've got James Harden. Like, I mean, is it a James Harden issue? Is it is does he just bring that to a team, Mike? <laughs> like you've been talking shit about James Harden for in, in that exact context for years. Like, if he's your second best player, is that a fucking problem? But like, how many excuses are you going to make for Joel Embiid being this good and not winning? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the problem that I have the most with James Harden is that it, through through the course of the regular season, he gives you the illusion that he's different, and then every playoff series, you realize he's the same. He's someone that you cannot count on. Now he. He's one of those guys that can get you there, but he he cannot be the reason that you're going to win. And I think that, that that we've seen that repeatedly. And it just, this was like the perfect storm of choking uh, this Philadelphia 76ers team. I mean, we'll talk about the coaching, but Harden no-showed. I mean, after he, after an amazing game one, when in reality, I think we talked about this last time. He might be better when he has to be the only guy on the court, because if he has to share, I don't know that he knows how to. Now, that that pick and roll, yeah, it was great. But once he figured it out, like you realize that he was kind of a one trick pony, but he yeah. he had nowhere else to go. Um, well, as yeah, far as that's Embiid, that's now, yeah, as far as Embiid though, like again, minus the fact that 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 he hits the floor at a at a more rapid rate than Marcus Smart does. My biggest gripe with him is that you can't. In a post-game press conference, say that he can't do this alone when signing a max deal with that team. So, like in the negotiation, are you not going with your agent saying, "I'm I'm going to be the reason why we win a championship"? That's why you signed a four-year, five-year, two hundred fifteen million dollar contract. All right. So, if you can't do it alone, then why don't you just take twenty million dollars less a year and get another player? The the problem that the Philadelphia is in right now is that you have Embiid in their, I think what their second highest pay player paid player on that team. If it's not Harden, it's it's Tobias Harris. Like what? What are you doing? What? What? Are you, like, and they, there are promising uh, aspects of like I thought Maxi, he could be a killer when he wants to be. He's, he's right? going to be. I, I mean, yeah, he, he, he's I not, said he, that he's before real. the series. His, yeah. his defense was trash in, in the in the final two games, but offensively he has it. From a competitor standpoint, he has it. But I, I wanted I wanted to touch on uh, what what Dave said about you know the, the leadership aspect, right? And yes, there's players that show it in different ways. It doesn't always have to be. You know, vocal. some people are more action-led. Like, Kawhi Leonard is action-led when he's on the court. And he, he's not He's not going to talk. He's just going to give you 30 when he's healthy, right? We, we, we've seen that. But far as the problem is with when it beats, right, he's not as vocal as we think he is, right? Like, he, he's a big-time troll. He 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 will he will clown you to death, make jokes. He get under your skin. He's not a... He's not a rah-rah type of player. And the reason... We haven't seen him be at his best from that standpoint since he played with Jimmy Butler, right? Jimmy Butler is that guy. Jimmy Butler that was really fucking saying, stupid. Hey, 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 Like, right. if, 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 if you didn't think it was stupid face. before, if you didn't think that was a dumb move before, yeah. look at Jimmy Butler in the Eastern Conference Finals taking a zombie heat team to the fucking for, Conference Finals. Like, for, for, the, for the third time in his four years in, in, uh, in Miami, they have now made the Conference Finals. Yeah, he's that guy. So... So imagine that. 
he goes to Minnesota. They they get to they get to the postseason. Like so, it, he where he wherever he goes, winning or at least competitive basketball falls right. And but once again, he he holds guys accountable on the team because he wants the best out of people. And I think that's where I think Joel B responded to that. I think he liked that. He said, you know what. Oh, all I gotta do is just go at him and just dominate. I don't, I don't have to talk to the guys. I don't have to. I, I don't have to pump up guys. I can just go get my thirty and twelve and and, and go from there. And I think that's probably why. You know, we're going. But the the irritating part about about Embiid is that he's very vocal in wins, and he puts off all mm-hmm. of the responsibility and losses. Right, like th- there is no shame in him saying after Game Seven, the reason that we lost is because we just we just we just came out with no energy. We had no answer for them. And Tatum had a, and and Tatum had a, an MJ game, but he didn't say that. He says we can't win by ourselves. All right. Well, what what the fuck, dude? Like, what do you? Well, want? I just not to not to be pedantic, but it's not really an MJ game. It's kind of a Tatum game because it's the record for scoring in a game seven. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> right. I think we can name right. I mean, that, that, that's the first fair. Tatum game instead that's of like, an additional uh, MJ game. Like, yeah, I mean. I think that's a good point. Like you, you can turn around and say like, look at fucking Jason Tatum out there. Like we're a good team. Like we, you know, right. we, we played well. We took two games off that team at home, like, uh, you know, in Boston and we're going to turn around and we're going to fucking run it back. And we're going to like make it, make a good solid yeah. effort next year. Like this is a super competitive division, but yeah, to turn around and say shit like that, it, it does show like a little bit of a lack of character and like to raise point about how you talk or, or how you display leadership on the court. Like I always think back to that Kevin Garnett, uh, story about about tim duncan where he's like oh timmy talked the, the most shit with like two little words like he would be like got you it's like nice tr- yeah no that's not oh, gonna oh, 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 almost yeah yeah it's like <laughs> nothing get out get, get out, I, I, get I, out I, that that's that's worse though that's like, worse that, that is worse because <laughs> it's I'm the poor, quietest bucket. confidence yeah it's quietest confidence you're just like oh let's try you for like what yeah, no yeah, no yeah. no like <laughs> No, and no like, <laughs> and I think that there's there's something to be said for, like you know, it, I don't want to be all kids these days about it, but it's like there's a generational thing too. So like that's a different generation. Like they were pretty fucking hardcore in the in that that class. You know, if you're giving it mm-hmm. to KG regularly, like the one guy that could do it was Tim Duncan. But that Spurs team showed leadership in all the ways. You know, like for for if you look at that Spurs dynasty, you look at how Popovich was, you look at how Tim Duncan was, you look at how Monty Ginobili was. You know, you look at you, Tony Parker, like you look at these guys, they all had the different types of qualities to show leadership on the floor. So you could chop and change players around them, that core. And I think that Joel Embiid, like to your point about Jimmy Butler being there and like showing him, showing us his best. He has, he needs to find his guys. Like he needs to find his like triumvirate, you know, like his, his, yep. fucking, his, his, uh, Mark Antony, you know, it, like who's your most trusted general. And it's going to be really hard to get people to buy into that. If you're right. constantly throwing people under the fucking bus, if you're constantly not taking right. responsibility for shit, as much as we, from the fan perspective, and this is sort of our job, get mad at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and stuff like they, and they'll they'll probably bark at each other and they'll get in fights and whatever, but they have each other's backs. They clearly have oh. each other's backs, like through thick and thin, you know, Marcus, Jalen, and 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 Jason. And I think that the the culture got us there in a lot of ways because they at least responded to that horrific game five performance um yep. with, with back-to-back wins you know to, to win the series so, so like i wonder what we're talking about now and i wonder if doc river still has a job if the game seven press conference from Embiid was something along the lines of so what i've learned is that this team in this building could win without me so i need to do a better job of making everyone around me better if we, if i can do that 
we, we can get to the next and level. They did win that fucking game. Let's talk about Doc Rivers now. I think, obviously, we all have a soft spot in our hearts for him because he was the guy in 08. Mike doesn't. He's been talking shit about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were right in the end. Like, at, the fact is, like, it can't be a coincidence to preside over, like, the most Game 7 losses, the most 3-1 comebacks, like, in multiple places when you have the best Clippers team ever, when you had, you know, the best uh, version of Joel Embiid so far. Like, you have to take some responsibility as the coach. If we're going to be on Joe Missoula as much as we are and hold him responsible for the losses that he's actually definitely been responsible for, we have to we have to talk a little bit about Doc Rivers. Like, if you're Philadelphia, Mike, yep, you know, that's not the only place you have to start over. But what do you do in the in the coaching position? Because obviously Doc's gone. What you know, he he looked like a perfect fit for a second before like all this sort of came true. At least to us, we were like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. He needs that veteran. You know, he's won before. He's done this. He's done that. We were all arguing <laughs> with you, but you're right in the sense that like. <laughs> the perfect storm of choking, like Harden, Doc, and <laughs> Bead. Like he, you were right when you said, like they'll fuck it up. We'll come back and win this series. So if you're Philadelphia and you've trusted the process, the process has kind of come and gone now at this point. I mean, what do you? What yeah. kind of coach are you looking well, for? And like, I think and, the fact what that- did Doc? What did Doc do wrong exactly? I thought he coached some good games that he lost. You know, it's a weird thing. I mean, yeah. I get that it's not a coincidence, but it's a weird thing. I, I I think that uh so this is this is a couple of things. I think that Doc is has is snake bitten by his by his past, right? It's the fact that after this series, you know, he's 17 and 34 in closeout games in the playoffs. That's rough. It's terrible. That's bad. And the only reason why he still has a high profile job, in my opinion, is because of the 2018. And it's clear that the the 76ers made the decision that they chose Harden over Doc. So if you're gonna do that, which it feels like they're going to, then I think you have to bring in D'Antoni because I don't think Harden ever played better than, than when he played under him in Houston. Like that was the most you got out of him. I think that Doc served his purpose for Embiid because Embiid was not in shape before Doc. And I think he, I think he got Embiid as close to, as close to a winner as he possibly can. Uh, And this is not, I mean, I guess if you're, if you're uh, the 76ers, this is a good time to get rid of Doc because there are so many recent, coach of the year winners that are that are uh, available uh, to come in but if if they did choose Harden over Doc which is my opinion and I could be wrong I think that they're going to go for someone that actually fits Harden's uh game better well, and, you wouldn't and, do that and, you wouldn't build it no I would James Harden right no, now fuck no. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I mean that, that's why I kind of give a thought and I would start to, to I wouldn't do it I, but, but yeah then then totally I mean with all the I, candidates I, I, that are out yeah. there right now, like yeah, I'm like uh, honestly, like, Mon- Monty Monty Williams would be Williams. a guy that I would look at. I I, I like once again, I know that him as a relationship was strained in 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 Phoenix, but I think that was just more so. You know, he tried to coach him up during the finals and wasn't really responsive. It was evident after a while that everyone involved, the most people involved, needed a you know change of scenery. So I think that's what happened there, but. You got Monty Williams, you got Nick Nurse, you have, you know, I, I forget what's on. Oh, you have Mike Budenholzer. So there, there's other people that, you know, are coach worthy have been, you know, to the championship more recently, won, you know, more recently. But, you know, honestly, and I know it's 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 the it's the easy and even sometimes more fun narrative um to get on Doc. And once again, this the, the, there's only a couple of series where I say, okay, you know what? Like I remember the Rocket Series of 2015. That's on him completely. You're up three one. Josh Smith goes crazy against them. I think in game six out there they lose whatever. But I think about 
it took a Super Saiyan performance from LeBron <laughs> here in, in Boston, which he brought up, which I, I thought that was wild that that reporter brought it up. But I, I, I was waiting. I was, I was glad that I was able to come on this tonight. It's all, but I thought I was absolutely wild that I'm like, you really, you really going to sit here and ask <laughs> that question? Oh, have you seen this before? You, you fucking thing. Of course you've seen this before. He saw LeBron give the best game in his life. <laughs> And it gave six and twenty twelve. Well, of course, you've seen this before. So I think about oh nine when we, when we lost to the Magic. That was without KG, and they kept saying he was going to come back. Or whatever, like you know, he was up through two. I remember Glenn Davis at that game winner, and everyone was going crazy. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna find a way to get this done. And then we all thought fucking KG was going to come back that year because they underplayed. Right? The fucking yeah, year. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know, then we you know, we end up getting the next year once once KG got got back. But he's never um, I just I, yeah, with every, of course, yeah, never say no facts. But I just felt like there's. There's a few, there's a few ones we could put the asterisks there. And even with this, right? Like Hard listen, Harden won you two games. I'm going back to A B for a second, not necessarily on, on on Doc here. Harden won you game one, he won you game four. As the MVP, right? And I know Mike, you had a stat about this, so I'll I'll let you share it in a minute, but about the different the point differential. But you know, it's like, no, he won you game one and four. He won. So it, it's like at some point you being the MVP, you gotta say, okay. He got me. He got me. Like you said, Mike. He, he's gonna get me. He's gonna get me there. Now, now let's let me let me, let me bring this. Let me bring you. Let me bring it home. And he did bring it home. Yeah, right. Well, he, he did. He did bring it home. He just, you know, it was it wasn't home for for game one. <laughs> to stick with the doc thing, though, I mean, a DK, right? I, when you think about the fact that the doc is is seventeen and thirty four total in closeout games, mm. four. 25% of those victories came in the 08, 09, uh, in the 07, 08 season. The Hawks, yeah. like that entire run. Yeah, I mean, okay. But I would argue that that's the best team he's ever coached. You know, yeah. I, mean, I think a lot of coaches have records. I don't hold a lot of, I, I a lot the of their 09 wins. Team. Yeah, but like that's that 07, 08 team is the best team he's ever coached. He had Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and an emerging Rajon Rondo, and, and uh, the best version of Kevin Garnett still. I think that a lot of coaches probably have records that most of their wins came from the best team they ever coached, you know, like, I mean, that's fair enough. Well, I would just say that the most damning part about the, uh, the Doc Rivers thing that we can move on from it, if, if, if you want, is the fact that Doc chose to leave here and opts out of his contract, asked to be traded because he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. And he has never since then been further than the, than the Celtics when the Celtics make playoffs. Yep. Yeah. I mean, don't fuck with us. Uh, we'll put a curse right. on you. A hex. Yeah. One last point about Doc, though, just in this series in particular, like based on what you guys are both saying, I think I've formed what I think is my opinion on it. And I, I'm a little bit in the middle ground because I think Ray makes a good point about some of the circumstances of those uh, series. And I think you make a good point that it can't just be a coincidence. I wouldn't necessarily, just to get into the individual game management, I wouldn't really blame Doc for game seven. I, I don't think that Doc or Embiid or no. anyone can do shit about what Jason Tatum decided to do that night. I would right. blame him for game six, though. I think yes. that your responsibility, I think he would blame himself for game six, to be honest with you. I don't think this would be news to him. I think that your responsibility when you when you force, when you when you can have a closeout game against potentially the best team you're going to play in the entire Eastern Conference Finals and their backs against the wall, you got to put your fucking, you got to, they didn't step on our neck. They And they could have. There was moments in game six where I was like, oh my fucking God. But the Sixers did us like a lot of favors by being sloppy. They did us a lot of favors by, uh, you know, Harden, We've we've talked about our ad nauseum already. It's Doc's responsibility to get the best performance out of those guys. Get, get like instill yep. the killer instinct in them and and run the right run the right game, you know. And I think that in key moments he didn't in that game six. And I think that that like is 
where the responsibility lies of losing the series. Like once we got him back home to Boston, like we, we were probably going to win, you know, like the, the parallels to the Milwaukee series the year before the way that the players, uh, the way that Jason Tatum ended, ended in the fourth quarter, like you could have stopped that from happening in the fourth quarter. You could, Doc yes. could have drawn up a defensive game plan to not, because they were still doubling Tatum at the end of the fourth, right. at, at the start of the fourth quarter. And it was, Bobby was saying, why are we even, why are they even doubling him? He's having a terrible game. And it was like, because he could still do what he did. Right. And they went away from that. And it's like, dude, you could have prevented that. You couldn't have, pre- you couldn't have, couldn't have prevented what happened in game seven. Nobody could. That sure. wasn't Jason Tatum. That was God disguised as Jason. Well, I, I think, yeah, we, we talked about that though. I think, and I think I said it. We said it after. Um, we did. We, we, show it. we did. When when you put Max, when you they once again, we talked about Maxi. We gave him his his, his props for the, for the series overall. When they put Maxi on, it, him, it hadn't worked all series. Yeah, it it was it was it was mixtape season. Yeah. It was it yeah. was it was it was a wrap. It was a wrap, yeah. and he got put in the spin cycle and. You know, now he can have fully cheese steaks for the rest of the playoffs on his couch. It's not even fair. Um, it's not even a fair matchup, though, is it? Like, it's not. Like, you shouldn't be like... I mean, it's not. I mean, they, honestly, to be fair, they don't have a matchup. Size it doesn't matter who they put on them, honestly. And once again, I, I, I want to give love to the Anthony Melton. You just got a lot of money, brother, coming to you. You did phenomenal in this series overall, just Tatum. I think Doc took too long to get to you in this series because they were loyal to P.J. Tucker, and I get it. But you earned yourself a lot of money, brother. You did for phenomenal. Sure. You know, I think you know Jenny McDaniels eventually may be someone they they put in there eventually. But the Anthony Melton, you were you were great this series. You know, you were someone that you know should be a decent wing defender for years to come. Um, so yeah, he 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 brought it. He gave what he gave what he gave them to them. Excuse me, uh, what, what they needed. So I, I was pleased with his play, but I'm just glad that we don't have to see him. Honestly, like with, I agree with you. Like with the exception of James Harden, this is the most I've liked the Philadelphia roster since uh, Embiid. Like got there, you know, like since yeah, yep. era in, in in Philadelphia. Like I really like the squad that they've built over there. Like I was saying this before the series about Tyrese Maxey. Like he's fast as fuck. He's a baller. I like his attitude. He was like when Embiid and Harden gave up, he didn't at times, uh, which yep. I think is, is is you know you should be pointing to that as fucking pathetic from those two. But you know, yep. I think overall the thing that we should glean, and I think we we can move on from talking about the 76ers after this. The thing that we should glean is is Ray's point. It's Joel Embiid is a, a really accurate reflection of the next best guy that he's playing with. And I think that we've learned that about him over the years. And I think if, and I mean that in attitude and in emotions and in, and in play. And if you put Harden next to, if you put James Harden next to him, you're going to get that kind of shit from Joel Embiid. I think if you put Jimmy Butler next to him. You're going to get that kind of shit from, from him. I think so moving forward. I mean, I like the Philadelphia Boston rivalry, not just because we usually win. Um, I, I like, uh, the rivalry as the most historic Eastern conference rivalry. I like it as, uh, it's just, it's like when the Lakers are good too. It's like, you know, the, the, the old guard are good. I don't want to hear shit from like fucking Indiana Pacers fans for the most part. It's like, you know, you're not in this conversation. Lakers, the, the, the 76ers, you know, Miami heat. These are teams that, that I like having around. It's good when they're good, you know, it's competitive. And on that note, we will be facing Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat in the next round. Mike, your albatross, your bugaboo team, the, the team that you hate playing the most for good reason. I mean, uh, before we played them in the bubble, you were very vocal about the fact that Spolstra is an underrated coach. I agree with you. Uh, you were very vocal about the fact that their defense is really intense and and that's had us, have, had us fold in the past. That's, I think, what's getting them there right now or what's gotten yep. them to where they are right now. 
that zone that they play. I mean, Philadelphia kept fucking it up, but they still look like it was going to work against us at times. And the Hawks did it to us a couple of times in that Hawks series. And they do run a great zone because they have smart players in their team and they have Jimmy Butler. And they were one shot away from beating us last year, essentially. So we didn't expect the Heat to make it this far, but let me ask you a question before you go off about the Miami Heat, Mike. Are you, are you, are you more upset that it's not the Bucks? Like, would you have rathered the Bucks? I would not have rathered the Bucks personally. Yeah. So the reason why I would rather the Bucks than wow. the Heat is, <laughs> is because is is because of I, I think that uh, the Bucks with Middleton and Giannis, we saw the, our ability to cover up or or to at least delay uh, Giannis last year with with the combination of Grant Williams and uh, and, and even Horford. My 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 thing about the the Heat is is that on paper they shouldn't beat you. They have no reason to beat the Celtics, and they have that thing that we've always questioned. Some of the Celtics players are having. They will outgrade you. They will. They're they at times they act tougher than you, and it's I think it's a big plus that uh, that Tyler Hero's not playing, but Spol you know Spolstra he's. A way, coach coach for, for, a way well, better coach well, than Joe Missoula. Away, DK, you're a way better coach than fucking <laughs> Joe Missoula, right? Well, yeah. But the thing about the thing about this is, is that he will make not just in-game adjustments, but in-quarter adjustments that I don't trust Joe to react to properly. Now, it, he did talk about that Missoula did today in in, uh, in one of his interviews, talking about you need to be you need to be able to adapt on the fly, and then all like connectivity and all that stupid shit, but. <laughs> the, the, here's here's why I'm concerned most about uh, about the Heat. We we are seven or we're ten and seven uh, against the Heat since 2018 2019. We're nine and eleven against the Heat in conference finals games in the last three conference final series we played them. Now that does include 2012. So if you want to strip that away, that's fine. But we have a we have a losing record against in the playoffs. That they, they they just are graded. And listen, if this is the Tatum that 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 comes out, fine. Then I'll, I'll gladly pay you fifty dollars monopoly money uh, because it, it could be four or five games. But I do think that this is where the coaching will matter the most, and Spolter doesn't choke; he, he just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, okay, I take your point. Just to rebut, just to just to rebut a couple things. I my big worry is Joe Mazzola again. I I think that Spolter is going to do shit to make him look stupid. It's going to be a lot worse than it was in the last two series. I think yep. that the fact that we don't really run plays from timeouts, like proper coach drawn up plays, like Hoosiers plays, I, I is going to be disastrous against the Miami Heat. I think we're going to have a lot of, I hope we're not in positions to need buckets or need to stop buckets out of timeouts in crunch time in the fourth quarter because Spolster is way, way better at that. And we're not that good at that. But what I will say is Bama Adebayo had a really big surge against us and was able to keep up with Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown and, and rim protect really, really well in, in series past. I think the emergence of Rob Williams, and if you can just get them to play one-on-one -on -one more, that's just not going to happen. I think that Joe's game plan should be to just get everybody one-on-one. -on -one. Like, we are more talented than them. You know, we don't, I yes. don't need, I don't need Joe to overthink this. I, I need him to make almost kind of go back to what he was doing that was losing us a little bit of uh, momentum in the Sixers series. It's like Jason Tatum can, t can take Jimmy Butler on like he'll, he'll win some, he'll lose some, but he'll win overall. Like 
Jalen Brown can take him on. Like they can, they can go against these guys one-on-one out of bio. Can we can throw Al Horford at him or we could throw uh, Rob Williams at him, or sometimes we could throw Jason Tatum at him. We'll see like what kind of defense he's playing. He's pretty long. I just think we, we are more talented than them at every single position, like one through eight. Right. I, you, you have to fuck this up. You have to fuck (laughs) this up monumentally because we're way fucking better than Miami heat. So if the intangibles you're talking about are true, uh, we're not going to be able to like quite put our finger on it, but Jesus fucking Christ. Like we are so much better than them. Like to yes. a Ray, am I wrong? Am I crazy? Like you would rather see these guys than the books, right? Yeah. I, well, I, I get, I get what Mike was saying, but yeah, of course. I do too. I do too. Like don't make it simple. You know what I mean? No, on, on, on paper. Sure. Like I think, but to Mike's point, Miami has to be that because they don't have the talent surrounding Jimmy Butler. To, they, they have to play that hard. Otherwise they're, they're, they're going to get smoked. So, and once again, grit and grind and like plays from the heart, like that's that can't be that can't be taught. It's either you have it or you don't, right? And thankfully, you know, they're, they're a team that 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 has it and, and it's made them uh successful this far. But Joe Joe has made the biggest adjustment already. But as soon as he and once again, you know, Dave Dave didn't want to give his victory lap, but I'll give I'll give I'll give the victory lap for him. Dave's been screaming on this show, not literally, but he's been screaming on this show a couple say, times. But <laughs> been, been saying, hey, play this man 30 minutes or more. And guess what? The moment you did, oh, they scored 86 in game six. Yeah. They scored 88 in game seven. What do you know? And uh Philly is way better than Miami offensively. Way better. Yes. So yeah. just 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 imagine just I so that that adjustment part was made. And yes, there's gonna be certain play. Once again, Miami's gonna run mostly zone. That, yeah. that's just that's just what it they do. It fucks with us. Um, and it, yeah, but I, I and I shout out to this guy. I think his name is uh, Samoster. Like he's the best video person for the something. He puts stuff out there. His highlights are incredible. And I watched uh, some of the best highlights against uh, the Heat this season. Like when they have somebody that's in the middle. So we talk about adjustments. And that's where we're at right now. Have somebody in the middle, and have somebody hold the corner. So whether that's Hauser, yes. that's Grant, yes. whether that's Payne Pritchard, whatever it may be. Hold the corners so they, they have to build out. They cannot cave in. They have to build make, out. Make holes in the zone. Out. You got to make yeah, holes in the zone. You can, you can just go attack. And once again, you need to get a foul or you get a good shot to at the rim. Like, there's ways to break that down. The only, the, the reason why the Miami Heat is so successful is because most teams are not disciplined enough to do it time and time again against them. If you're disciplined enough, then you're going to beat them. But if you're not disciplined, they're they're banking. Because they're, they're going to be disciplined. Suppose Spose got them... Like they locked in. They're going to be there. They're banking on you not being as focused as them, which is why they usually capitalize. So I just, I, I beg, I implore, I, I plead, whatever <laughs> word you want to use. Please play with discipline, play with pace. Because if you do, then yes, it won't go seven like it did last year. But the right. way it goes seven is if you don't, you don't, you don't take things seriously in, in certain games and then. You know, they, they do. But that's you know, simple, they, they though, do, right? Like, do. what I'm saying is, right. like, that's simple. Like, Joe can manage this because it's a simple it's a simple plan of attack that you see. There's tape on working. Like, get to your spots. Make your high percentage jump shots. Jalen Brown, if you're in your spot at either elbow and you want to pull up and shoot, you have the green light. Like, if because he's going to get space in those spots. You know what I mean? Like, especially, like, if you say, Ray, you're pulling yeah. guys around. You're, you're moving guys around. If Sam Hauser starts hitting threes, they can't live with that in that system. You know what I mean? Like they can't no. or, or fuck it. Just 
you like you say Peyton Pritchard or something, have fucking Jason Tatum stand over there. Just have fucking Jason Tatum stand over there. Everyone else can run around. And it's like he'll just start fucking hitting those. And then you start moving Rob in that in that floating free safety position. The thing they were having Rob do in the Sixers series, which I liked, other people on other podcasts that I listened to didn't, was like catch the ball when he was going towards the basket. Right. That's like right. not hasn't been part of his game like at all. But he he did a good job of like catching it towards the basket. They have to react to him because of his size, because if he gets the basket, he's just going to dunk it. He goes towards the basket and then, bam, people are cutting. They're cutting to come help him. Boom. Like and we were we we're finally moving around the corner. Well, on screens, like all that stuff, like you said, discipline, like just keep playing your game. You know, uh, don't, don't let the, them switch. Like and they're the, not going to try to switch you in that zone. I get well, that. but the, it's a so different who, thing that kills who, who, who us. Guards, who, who will guard Jalen, Mike? Well, well, right? It has to be. They're, they're, they're who's going to guard Tatum? Right. That's right. what I'm saying. So, so that's the thing. I, I, I think my, listen, I, I say this. I'm not worried about them offensively. I, I, I say this all you're, you're not telling me that either Gabe Vincent or Max Struess is going to guard Jason Tatum consistently. Zero percent chance. not once again. Maybe for one or two possessions. That unless you know, he plays into their zone, though. You know what I mean? Like right. He, he exactly. Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, he's been yeah, guilty. For, force them. Force them into man. If you if you're, if you're getting if you're getting open shots and it's like oh now we got to adjust because it's like they're making every fucking thing. There's no way it. Listen, that's what I'm I, saying. I, that was my point. I, 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 I love Kevin. I, on love, I, I love Kevin Love. Um, he's gonna look I so think, slow against us. It's gonna be he, absolutely he, hilarious. How slow? I, I, I think I think I think Al's going to go to work. It's gonna um, be bad. Once again, is this is gonna go to work against them in in, in most cases? Look at how. I by did, the way, just one thing we didn't actually yep. do. Al Horford, like round of applause for how he played yes. Joel Embiid. Like honestly, oh, like, though, like probably the but third or fourth reason why we won that series. Like it's yeah. just remember though, impressive. Yeah. Phil, Philly did pay him a hundred million dollars just so that he couldn't do what right, he did correct. in that series. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's why. So th- thank, thank you, but, thank you, uh, but, thank you, but um, to, to, the, to the management over there. But yeah. <laughs> but but to, but, to, but to, to your overall point I, I, uh, about Miami and discipline, I would argue that last year that was the most disciplined Celtics team that we had seen probably since Doc. Right. Yes. Yep. Can we agree on that? Yeah. And yeah defensively, defensively for sure. Yeah. And and Miami still took a seven. So there is a, there, and, and so that worries well, me. They, they know, they know show game three here. That's why. Yeah, they're get to, they're, they're going show to game no, three. They're going to no show a game. The Celtics yeah. will do that. Can uh, I make but, one well, point, what, though, that did the big difference, I think, that's going to be between last year and this year? Malcolm Brogdon. Like, yes. you can make a point about Derek White. You can make a point about, you can make a point about different guys that have sort of come through on this team. How many minutes Grant Williams had to play for us last last year, uh, and how little minutes he's really going to need to play if you think about it in the series? Because like he's just it, we've been better. No, he, he, I, 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 well, I, I want to get to that because I disagree. With well, you that, said but... he you said he was going to play a lot against Philly though, and I I I did, but I think well, but to finish the point though. We'll, well my that. point is, I think I think Malcolm Brogdon is such a good zone breaker. Because of the way that he moves inside, like the way when he's playing his game and he's playing that serpentine sort of dribbling style where he's dangerous to pull up from three, he's dangerous to pull up from two, he's dangerous with a floater, he can go directly to the rack, he and he doesn't get sped up, he can really pull guys out of their zone positions and then kick it back out to the perimeter to that Sam Hauser or Peyton Pritchard that you're talking about, Ray. And they're going to have to start chasing him around. Derek White can also do the same thing, but for some reason, Joe Mazzula has like destroyed his confidence by not giving him enough minutes. But the way Malcolm Brogdon played in the last series, if he can keep that momentum going, that's a real zone breaking 
uh, maneuver. But I want to hear your disagreement on Grant Williams. I'm, I'm so sure. I'm so only so my my only my only reason, or the not only reason, but the main reason why I think that he and Hauser and Pritchett need to see time in the series is for the pure fact of like, yo, they you need to lessen the minutes. And one thing I'm not saying, guys, you need to get down to 32 minutes. That's not what I'm saying. The sweet spot to me is 39, 40 minutes. And once again, they got Duncan Robinson on that side. You're not telling me that Hauser can match what Robinson's doing. He can run him around. And I think paying Pritchard would be a nice change of pace to hassle Kyle Lowry when he's out there, to hassle Gabe Vincent when he's out there. You don't think um, Moose, you don't think then, Moose for that, especially if they have Kevin Love on the floor and we're not like super worried about Yeah, pay, and like, honestly, I mean, Grant, 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 but even, but even Grant, Grant at this stage too, he, he can, he, at, at this point, Kevin Love's still right? Yeah, Grant, Grant can guard him for, for well, this, this is not, this is not, Prime Kevin Love with him going to work like that. So I just think that even, even once again, I'm not looking for 15 to 20 minutes, but eight, eight to 12 minutes up there, I think, I think it's very suitable. And once again, if only four or five of those minutes come during like real playing time and the other part is coming when it's a blowout win, then by all means, I'm cool with that. I just think just the style of play. And once again, from the videos I saw earlier, Grant actually played very well against the Heat. I'm, I'm almost positive they're going to say, you know what? At the moment you're out there, do not move from the corner. Because the moment the Grant was in the corner, he damn near knocked out every three. He could be that corner. guy. I don't it's, mind that. I, yeah, I mean, don't, if yeah, he, don't, if don't, leave, don't leave the corner. Yeah, I mean, on, on offense anyway. Don't leave the if corner. If all he's doing is shooting this, open so. threes, like yeah. I'm with a lot of guys. Yeah, so that, that you know? I think that, that that's my only reason. Otherwise, other than that, like, I feel like. But, but yeah, my so issue with Grant, my issue with Grant isn't when he like lets the game come to him, plays the game, and follows instructions. My issue with Grant is when the game's about Grant Williams all of a sudden. And yeah. when the 11th best player on your team is like, and the yeah. game's about him and Draymond Green is making him his bitch, every second he guarded Joel Embiid, there wasn't many of them because of this, but every second he guarded Joel Embiid in the last mm. three, it was a fucking disaster. Like, there was none of that, like, oh, he can, look what he can do to Giannis. He can sort of slow him down. Yeah. He was just yeah, like, they, 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 they the let line. him play. They let him play. I guess Giannis, they didn't let him play against Embiid. No. That, that was, was different. That was different. But he was sending Joel Embiid to the line every single time. It was, it no, was, I know. They, they didn't just let him play. Him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> no, sure. But it's yeah, like, they, they, but, but I just like, that's the problem. Again, what I don't want to see is I don't want to see a guy like, like you're talking about discipline. And to me, discipline and Grant Williams, like their Venn diagram of those two things are two circles. Like I don't like, yeah. like I want Marcus to be more disciplined because he's been sloppy to me. Like this, this playoffs, like sloppier than email yeah. at him, but he still contributes enough that it's like, all right, well, we'll still take you out there. Like, you know, obviously you're one of yeah. our best players. I think, Grant Williams, like discipline wise, yes. If he wants to be that dude, if, it, if if all the people you just named, of all the people that we just named, if he's the guy that's standing in the corner and he's hitting those open threes, great. I I'm good. I those those three points count the same. That those checks cash the same whether Grant Grant Williams shoots him or fucking Peyton Pritchard shoots him or whatever. I just don't want him mucking everything up like he does. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, mucking I, I, everything I, up. <laughs> it, it's it's but it's it's a different. As I say, as I say, it's a different type of dynamic that might be sure. So. You're not gonna see Bam on the block. That that's no. not his game. He's he's no. a he's a mid post. Yeah. I'm gonna pass out the post. I'm gonna I'm gonna rim run. I'm gonna re, run to the rim. That's the type of game, which I think that suits Brett Williams better for him being on defense. Once again, well, um, well, Rob in that in that floating free safety rule, I think he oh, could, Rob, yeah, I, he, could he could make Bam and Bam yeah. out of by his life a fucking living hell. Like honestly, because yeah. all he has to do is wait for Bam to take the kind of shot that Bam takes and just swat them out of the fucking area. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly. That's exactly what it should be. So 
I'm he should be licking his I'm, lips for this series, to be honest. No, facts, facts. I'm, I'm, but I'm just looking for eight to twelve minutes for those guys to accept. I think Hauser. Fair enough. But yeah, so eight to twelve minutes. Once again, it, it's mainly just to get guys enough rest so they can come back in the fourth quarter yes. when it's close and it's gonna be close. Yeah, just to say, okay, here you go at the ten minute mark. I, I got you back in there. We don't Either need to. Cr- we don't need to slim down to a seven man rotation like we did against Philly. Right. Nope. Because yeah, we had work. to. It's not going to work. Had to. We fucking had to do that. Like we needed our best players because we we're fucking yeah. hemorrhaging games at home, and we needed to. Like we had our backs against the wall. I agree with you there. I think I, yeah. we we've come to a, to a compromise. You're you want Grant Williams to play, and we can move on from him. But you want Grant Williams to to be Grant Williams, and so do I. But I don't know if Grant Williams wants that. We'll see how it goes, uh, Mike. <laughs> If is anything we're saying swaying you in in any sort of direction about like the talent levels? I I mean, I I know that it's a blank canvas right now, but come on, you know how much better we are than this team. We are the most talented team uh, in this series for sure. The thing that should worry everybody is that when we come up against a team that outgrits us and outworks us, we typically it takes us longer to beat them or we lose. Like, but we can at it. least point to that game six now, right? Yes. You can at least point well, to that Marcus Smart saying, like, we need to go out there and fucking bleed. Let's do this shit. And yes. then us snatching the ball and, like, jumping after shit. I still question some of his shot, shot decision-making. But, you know, we can point to that now, that they can do it. There was a yes, worry that we'll they see. can't do it at all anymore, you know, like, leading into that game. So the thing I find solace in is that if Jimmy Butler doesn't have his a good night, that he can't win. Like, sure. that was not the same in, in this last series. Like, you, you could have Embiid have an off night, but if Harden picked it up or Maxi picked it up, like, you're still going to have a tr- you're still going to have trouble. I think that the, the talent is, uh, is, like, the disparity is is great. And we have we have far more. I do think there's going to be one of these games where the Celtics, you know, they think that they're better because they are more talented and they get punched in the face. And it might be, it, it might be game one, might be game three. But the... In no way, shape, or this should not go six games. This should be over in five. Yeah, like it, and, and like we should have had the Hawks series over in in four. We should have had right. the Philly series over in five. Right. We're, we're we're doing the thing that that we saw uh, that we saw happen last year, where we're extending the minutes for Horford, Tatum, and Brown. Right. I think that they're gonna. I think the Celtics are gonna get to the finals, but I think we're gonna find ourselves in the same situation where uh, they're gassed, and I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. You know, on that note, and I just want to preface this by saying I'm in no way looking past the Miami Heat. As much as Maybe I say that we are, we know you're not, but we, as much as I say <laughs> that we are very, very much like a lot more talented than them. And I think we have overall better basketball players at one through seven at the very least, if not the whole ass bench, to be honest, we're pretty deep. I'm not looking past them. I just want to talk about uh, a discussion we, t- we touched on briefly. Ray had brought up that we have some of the most efficient players left in this playoff. Uh, Marcus Smart being one of them. Mm-hmm. Three, was it three of the top 10, Ray? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, Mike, you and I were having a conversation about who you want to see in the finals, uh, who you want to see come through that Western Conference final, um, the Lakers or the Nuggets. Now, I have been very closely watching the Nuggets, quite frankly, because I find them very entertaining to watch. I think that Jokic is so much fucking fun. I think that he's, yeah, his defensive liabilities aside, I think like, He's the kind of big man that like you dream about having on your team. Like his his ball skills, his ability to score, he's his game is silky as fuck. He can give it to you any which way. If you try to prevent him from scoring, he can get assists and he'll probably still score a bunch. I just really like his game. And I've been really worried about facing the Nuggets in the finals because they have a really talented squad, in my opinion, centered around 
who I think should have been the MVP this year. And probably one of those, like probably will be the, should be the MVP like almost every year, but like it gets boring. So you start picking other people like LeBron would have had like a 10 year MVP streak if we're calling it fair. Right. So yep. as much as that, as much as that like is very, you know, kind of hypothetical and anecdotal, I, I'm really scared of, of Jokic. But when Ray pointed that out, I started looking at the team stats between us and the Nuggets. And honestly, we're quite comparable. We do a lot of the same stuff. The only thing that they don't do that we do is they don't shoot as many threes as we do. But we shoot threes at a pretty high efficiency despite that game five. So in looking at that and looking at how efficient Marcus Smart even is with the eye test, this game has, has been a little sloppy. Obviously, the other two are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But the efficient ratings... If they can keep that kind of stuff up against the Nuggets, and to your point, Mike, and we will talk about a Lakers scenario as well, but to your point, are you, I, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have been worried as worried, especially with their defensive frailties. Like maybe we do match up well against them. I was a little bit worried about how they cooked us in the regular season. I was a little bit worried about how good they've looked in this playoffs, about the, how they were able to do that to Devin Booker, Booker and, and Kevin Durant, two high-scoring guys like we have. Um, but is that your dream matchup? Would you rather play that in the Lakers? Well, my dream matchup is beating the Lakers in the finals for them to sell the Sure. I, I mean, that I would, aside, I, would, I mean, basketball sense. I, I would rather play the Nuggets in, in the sense that I, I take I take nothing away from Joe Gies. I I think that he is the best. That he's what Would he be the first person to win uh, MVP three years in a row uh, if he had won it this year since Larry Bird? I'm not sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So like he, he well, to your point, though, like he makes every like he he can facilitate. But my my thing is, if you just make a determination, this would be Joe Mazzulla, which I don't have any confidence in. But if you just make a determination, like listen, if Joe if, if he's going to score, let him score, but do not let him facilitate. You can beat them, and 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 they are. I think I said to you before that the, the twenty eighth team uh, defensively in, in the NBA, like mm-hmm. the Celtics have not lost a game this season when they shoot over forty percent from three. So. Listen, you go down that you go down that, that that roster. I don't know who they have that matches up against everyone that we have. And on, on Denver, you mean? Yeah, I just I just don't. I mean, and Bach, what we've seen so far is we in games that we need our bench to step up and perform, we can do it. So, so yeah, they're 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 my dream scenario. They're my easy easier win scenario. But I I mean, Celtics Lakers, you can't like you can't. Sure. Sure. Uh, we'll talk back. about that match, those matchups too. But Ray, do you concur? The the Nuggets not that scared. I want this. I mean, I, I have I have what I call appropriate fear. Like this is a respect factor. Like I respect their game and respect with Yoga. Once again, Yoga is my favorite favorite non Celtic. Like yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm completely, so I'm, completely awesome. I'm, I'm completely biased. Like he, he's, he's so he's good. Fucking, he's fucking amazing. So yeah. and he, like he's he's smoking the Lakers right now. So like they're they're up twenty against LA right now. And to Mike's point, he has nineteen, sixteen, and yeah. seven. Like yeah. you're not, you're not bidding that one. Like you can't, you can't. You, what Mike said, you cannot let him do both. If either, either he's right. gonna pass, yeah. either he's gonna pass around the world and get and let everybody eat, or you gonna let him get fifty. Yeah. Um, or you let him. So once again, he, I'm he had the three I, offenses. I'm, sorry, like, Ray. He had three. He he had three offensive rebounds in one sequence in the, to open the first quarter. It's crazy. hard. It's bad. Crazy. Yeah. This, this, that this matchup is thing. is worrying to me though too. You know. Yeah. No. Sure. He, I mean, the rims. Honestly. Um, I, it once again, it, it, it is weird because this is what I remember getting this from Doc, but it do, it does work, and it's funny because it worked against Embiid, and he, whether he realizes it or not, let let the big man or their best player get whatever. 
So right? I'm I'm going for let let yeah, let let your this go. That's the case. We him to follow. Let him go for fifty every game. Fifty alone does not beat me. I'm shutting I'm shutting down Michael Porter Jr. I'm trying to shut down Jamal Murray. I'm trying to shut down Eric. Well, Eric Gordon is kind of like Tobias Harris in a way. You know, there's one. There's nice. Tobias Harris is better. Thing. I'm so not think, sure about that. You know, think yeah, so? think, like I, the only reason why I said it there's nights nice when you're like, okay, you can see why they get the money they get, and then you, there's nights when you're like, are they even in the league? Like, I'm so kind it's, of a Tobias it's, it's, Harris it's, it's, it's fan, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think we kind of got Adam in the last series, but I do kind of yeah. like this game. But yeah, no, I'm no, that, no, I'm I'm agreeing with you. He should be more than what he is, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, I probably, I'm yeah. holding, I'm, I'm putting him, I give him, give yeah. him a higher, higher standard. But no, I just think that's that's where I sat. But yeah, no, I, I would, I, I don't want to play in the altitude. That, that's, that's the thing. When it becomes a track meet and you're trying to run back and forth, and they do have KCP, they do have, you know, Bruce Brown, uh, who's, a, who's a Boston native. Like, they, they got some guys that can defend the wing position if, if that, you know, moment does happen. But the scenario for me will always be a selfless leg. I'm always going to take that. Right. We, but- we, we, were, we were robbed. We were robbed of three straight L.A. Boston finals when we were in high school and yeah. college. Like I, I want, I want that moment. Plus LeBron, I mean, like plus yeah. LeBron, like plus we LeBron. have a very special uh, connection to playing LeBron in, in in high stakes games. Also, to me, still, I mean, with all everything you guys are saying about the Nuggets, I feel a little bit better. But I, we ran the Lakers in the regular season. Like that's how we beat them. Like we ran them, and AD was cooked by the end of a regular season game against this. Now I understand it's the playoffs and like it's a different scenario. But that was pre that, that was before the trade deadline, right? That's yeah, they're, 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 they're 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 I, no, I no, I understand I understand that they that that's like a different story, but they 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 have a guy who's been very injury riddled over the in recent memory. And they have as much as he's still very good in performing at a very high level, a 38 year old LeBron James. So yeah, I think that with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, like you just play, you play Golden State Warriors basketball against them. And I know that they just beat the Warriors, but they obviously weren't. I don't know if you guys watched that series. The Warriors were making crazy fucking decisions in crunch time against them. They did not look like themselves. Like that, that to me wasn't like a. Well, you, Clay, you, Clay Thompson completely folded. He went, he went missing. Yeah. Steph Curry he, he, was, making, he, he, was, his, was yeah. trying to operate by himself and he was exhausted by the end. And then when he was exhausted, he was making very questionable decisions in, in crunch time. Um, I think that Jordan Poole. Uh, the whole thing is a, is, a, is a joke. Well, I just think he just disappeared. But like, you know, all the shit that happened in the in the preseason with them, it's like, fuck, man, I don't know how you were supposed to really dig deep to find that what you needed to find against against the Lakers. But I also was saying that they were whoever came out of that series was going to get pantsed by Denver. So, you know, maybe Celtics Lakers is the dream, but I'm still pretty sure they're going to get fucking waxed by Denver in this series. Like, really? Right. So but. It, but- if you DK, like I think honestly, if you just take a deep breath and and, and look at and look at this potential series, right? If you if the Celtics actually make the commitment to say we're going to let the Joker shoot by and score sixty, but what Joe we're not going to Joe Mazzulla is going to show that high level of coaching as well. Like, yeah, like, yeah, he's going to the intentions are going to be great. But if, <laughs> if, if if Porter Jr., Murray, Caldwell, and fucking Brown. If Joker's puts up sixty, if, if they only account for thirty extra points, we're gonna win. The, we're, we're gonna win. Like just lock everybody else down. You can, I, mean, I think our roster is a little bit better than you're giving them credit for. But yeah, it, just just like, it just is. another just another update. Let's <laughs> run the topic. He now so Denver's up ninety to seventy, and you know the six minutes up in the third. Uh, our guy Jokic is nine as well from the field. One you know 
one three made, four four from the line. He now has 23, 17, 11. Here's the we're thing. Six, we're, we're six minutes left in the third. Yeah. Are, and are look, we still, we still have to get past the Miami Heat. Uh, you know, a, yes. gritty, a gritty and, and technically proficient Miami Heat team. But I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to say it if we do get to a position where we're playing the Nuggets, they get past the Lakers, which they will. I, we cannot take defensive games off against them. Like, if you look at Correct. every single one of their games across the playoffs, it's like 125, 126, 120. Like, they so rarely don't score a shitload of points. Obviously, Jokic is, is, a, uh, is a big part of that. But, like, mm-hmm. you have to – it's the finals. You have to go and fucking play that level, that game six level of defense for the entirety because if we get into a shootout with them, it's not going to be good, man. It's not going right. to be it, it's it's the most, they, they're too consistently good at scoring every single the most so the most they're going to get 130 that. tonight it sounds like if they already have 90 across three fucking quarters so they're going to get a fucking 130 tonight or some shit so i'm just saying it's, it. It, i mean obviously like there's still time left in the third quarter but but the, but the most damning <laughs> part of that stat line of the 23 17 and 11 is the it is the 11 if the celtics can mitigate the 11 there's 22 points that, that they're not going to score now obviously like you're not going to keep them under that but again if you just if you commit to the fact that only he can beat you and i think that what we've seen uh in game six and game seven is for short spurts they can commit to it yeah. they can do it if they do uh, that, yeah, it, but- it, it was it was it was all game for game six and seven like i felt like was he a new order team once again in this era to 86 points and it was a, a good offensive team yeah he only scored two more of the next game and i know like i said we Philosophically, I think DK and I disagreed on this, but I think we came around to where at the end, you know, we, we speak about what Tatum did at the end of game six and and obviously what he did something rightfully so. Mar- Marcus Smart saved our season Thursday night. He, he, that 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 rip, <laughs> that rip away, that rip away, that rip, that rip, that steal that he had for Embiid early on and came to hit a three, he, that set the tone right away that was like, we're going down swinging. I'm not going out like this. And then everybody else followed him, which is okay because sometimes you need the others. The others got them to win on Thursday. Tatum said, okay, y'all did y'all part game six. I got y'all game seven. And it was a beautiful thing to see. I agree. I mean, I, it, it, uh, it did worry me. Obviously, this worry is gone now with that performance in game seven. It did, it did worry me that Marcus Smart is the one setting the tone in that situation. Like, I don't yeah. love that falls to the third guy. In those situations, I maybe Jalen Brown isn't necessarily that dude in the, in that sense. That's fine. Yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I need Jason Tatum to figure out, like we were talking about at the start of the show. I need Jason Tatum to figure out how to pull that performance out of himself or something similar when their backs are for, like against the wall the first time in Game Six, right? So, yes, I do agree with you. In retrospect, we we did a show right after the game where I was a little mad, mad at Marcus for <laughs> some of his decision making, but mm-hmm. in obviously your the emotions are high. And in the subsequent days, I have realized he did play a great game. In in in, uh, yeah. in that, and I think no, that, you you you. I, I think you you felt it in, but like you said, you were pissed. So you you felt it in. You knew it then. It wasn't like it I was, was also like, furious in general. It was just like no, it was okay. But yeah, <laughs> no, that's fine. fair yeah. enough. I mean, he did though. He did, and I and he did yeah. have a great game. And I, and I I do agree with you that he was like an integral part of us winning that series. But he is getting away with sloppy decision-making more under Joe than he was under Ime, and I just need that to somehow yeah. write itself because when yeah. he makes bad decisions, they're they're at the worst time. Like, they really do kill you. So, I, uh, I, I mean, I love Marcus. I've defended him in the past, too, but I was already very angry going into Game 6 at, like, a yeah. lot of different things because I think that's the worst Celtics game I've ever watched, Game 5. Like, I think that's the most upsetting 
game I've ever watched the fucking Celtics play, at least in the postseason. Celtics Lakers, I I think uh, obviously you gotta hope for that, right? Like because it yes. it's the history. Because I think we they're they're beatable by the squad that we have. Jason Tatum revenge game, like hit the fucking three in LeBron's face like he did to you in Game Seven of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Fucking dunk on him again. Don't poke the bear though. That was kind of the mistake, and that's right. I don't know if you remember, but um, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, I would be worried about Anthony Davis getting whatever he wanted on us, but like. The Al Horford factor, could he grit out a, a defensive performance against AD the same way he did, did against Embiid? I think he could, yeah. especially if you give him help. Two bigs. Two bigs, always an option. All right, guys. Well, that was fun. Uh, we will, of course, talk throughout the Miami series as, as we move forward in the playoffs. I, I overall, consensus-wise, do feel better about the Celtics than I did at some points in the Sixers series and even the Hawks series because... They haven't really looked great, like, to be honest with you, up until that kind of end of game six and then game seven. It's like, all right, we can do it. So let me get Heat Series predictions from you guys just so we can lock it in. I'm saying Celtics in four. Ray? I'm, once again, I just don't trust that they'll be locked in every game. I'm going season seven, though. Celtics in seven. Seven again, huh? Mike? Yep. Celtics in six. Wow. It's, I, was, I didn't expect it to go like that. Me and Mike actually have a bet of $100,000 to, uh, <laughs> to see how many games this goes. I, if it goes four or five, I win. By uh, six or seven, Mike wins. But you said six. Right. That's surprising. I yeah. thought you would have immediately said seven. Ray said seven. Ray's probably right. Okay. <laughs> For myself, uh, I mean, I'm just, I could just, I'm already pre mad. I'm pre mad. Right. Yeah. I'm taking out the, you know, I already know. I said more frustration is going to come. So it's going seven. I think it's seven, funny, man. though, that like last right. year, something about last year's team and the, their sort of plucky underdogness like made me and Bobby be very like vocally in support of them. But like the way that they play now and the shit that they do annoys me so much. I'm almost worse than you, I think, at this point. Like, I think there's moments where you're like, all right, man, ease up on them. And which is like last year, you were like, this team is pathetic. They should all be lined up against the wall and shot. And <laughs> like and this year, I'm just like, burn the garden down. Like someone has to play the part, right? Uh, Mike, analytical and, and statistical as always. Thanks for keeping a love. <laughs> all right, God. It's been uh, it's been a wonderful show as always. I'm really excited about this upcoming series. I'm excited about being right about the Nuggets, Wax, and the Lakers. I'm excited to be on this podcast with you for myself, DK Sizzle, for Rayshon Buchanan, for Mike Marcangelo, and for all the Missing the Point family. Go see it. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. 
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast.